Hi, and welcome to Australia's first Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. My name is Christine, and ever since laying eyes on my first tiny house, I wanted to know more about the movement, the lifestyle, the communities, and most of all, how I can go tiny. While on my tiny journey, gathering information and meeting amazing like-minded people, I started thinking, apart from my business, how could I contribute back to the movement? Then I was introduced to podcasting and that was my light bulb moment. I'm so thrilled that through this podcast, I am able to bring you an amazing cast of co-hosts who all bring their own unique skills, knowledge, and advice to each episode. All of us are extremely passionate about the tiny house movement and want to share our experience, expertise, and enthusiasm with our listeners. Each week, we will bring you a special guest interview or particular hot topic discussion that relates to tiny living for your listening pleasure. Okay, let's jump in and find out who we have with us this week. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Tiny Houses. I'm really excited to have my special guest with me here today. Her name's Lottie and she runs banish.com.au, a brand new online business that is servicing the recycling, reusing, repurposing market with eco-friendly and plastic-free online shopping. And it's just fantastic. So I want to introduce you to her. So Lottie, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Christine. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, no, you're welcome. Thank you for giving me your time. So fantastic. Um, so as I said, when I first spoke with you, a mutual friend of ours was telling me all about yourself and all about your business. And I said, she sounds very, very interesting. I love her business. Must interview Lottie. Yeah, I'm really excited that you're, you've popped on for, um, for today's episode and given us your time and all your knowledge that you're going to impart on us. It's really appreciated. So thank you. No, I'm always happy to help and spread the word about how to be more sustainable and tread lighter on the planet. Yeah, fantastic. And we love hearing all about that. So what we might do is um, would you like to give us a little uh, rundown of yourself and um, your business and sort of how it came about? I know on YouTube you've got a few um, videos up there and you've got one that is the starting story, but would you share your story with our listeners? (laughs) Of course, of course. So um, what I decided is, in 2018, I thought, okay, great, new year, new me, you know how we all do it, and we decide to make a bunch of New Year's resolutions that I was going to kind of meditate every day, I was going to go to the gym all the time, I was going to cut out sugar, I had all of these over-ambitious um, goals, but I also decided that I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be more sustainable. I just had a very rough, vague umbrella goal about sustainability, and I thought, okay, great. Anyway, and at the time, I was so I set all of these goals, and I didn't really do much with them, as you do. Yeah. And it got to February, and I was writing. Um, I used to be a journalist at Men's Health magazine, and I was writing an article for them on. I did kind of a tried and tried and tested story on Mark Wahlberg's daily routine, and I'm not sure, Christine, if you know his much about his routine. I but know he much, gets up super early. Yes, he does. He wakes up at 4 a.m. every day. 
I think it could be earlier now, but at the time he was waking up at four o'clock every day. So I thought, okay, I'm a bit of a morning person, but <laughs> four a.m. is a little bit earlier than morning people, I think, would agree. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll do it. So I woke up at four o'clock on the first morning. And when he wakes up, he prays and he meditates and then he does this kind of two-hour-long workout. And I went, okay, well, I'm not religious, so I can't pray. And I meditated for a bit and then I was going, well, I can't, I would not physically survive a two-hour workout. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just kind of muck around on my computer, as you do. And I thought, hang on, well, I've set all these overambitious New Year's goals. Maybe I'll kind of look into sustainability and what I should do next on my kind of goal list. And I started doing research into it and I just couldn't find any information about what I should do next. And Mm -hmm. it was just so simple because I was starting out, I was this brand, I was this literally this new greenie who had no idea what to do next. So I was kind of going, okay, so I'm going to cut out plastic straws. What would be the difference between a bamboo straw, a silicon straw and a stainless steel straw? Which one should I use? Mm -hmm. Just a simple, really simple, easy question. And do you think I could find the answer anywhere? No. No. And um, my, my whole thing is that I'm a, I was a journalist and research was my thing and getting to the bottom of all of these kind of investigations, could not investigate how, what was the best type of straw to buy. Yeah. So eventually I decided on a stainless steel straw. I went, okay, great. And then it arrived a couple of days later and it came in, each straw was individually wrapped in plastic. Mm. And I went, hang on. I'm trying to reduce my waste and be more sustainable. And yes, using these straws is going to cut out a lot of plastic. But the fact that they came in plastic packaging, I went, well, this isn't life. Anyway, and I was still doing my 4 a.m. wake up. So I kind of just started every morning. I just researched more into what I should be doing and where, what, what was the next product and everything. And I just found it so difficult. And I thought... For the everyday consumer, we've got all of these people that need to become greener and need to kind of reduce their waste. It needs to be so simple and so easy that they've got no reason not to. Mm-hmm. And totally agree. there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't any information out there. I couldn't, but when I did find the products, they were kind of these really small baby businesses who were doing great, amazing things, but they had no idea about how to market themselves to a mass audience. So I thought if I could create this platform, which connects all of these great small businesses that are doing amazing things, pair that with education, which is my background in journalism, put them all together and kind of create this, I don't know, education platform cross online store that supported people in their endeavors to reduce their waste, then wouldn't that be amazing? So Almost two years later, I've now left journalism to pursue this full-time and I'm just loving every minute of it. That is so fantastic and that's what I really loved. Um, Our mutual friend gave me um, a an abridged version of that and I was like that is just fantastic good on her and it's um, funny how it was a new year's resolution it's the ones that really resonate with you or you can really feel that are enriching your life you stick with and it's obviously something that you were really um, your passion was really in that at the at the time and now look it's amazing and I think the best thing about it was, I know, with, I don't know about you, but with me in the past, kind of my news resolutions have been really granular. They have been lose 10 kilos or mm. run a marathon. But I think just to have this umbrella goal that was just live more sustainably, 
it's so much easier because it, you don't have to be perfect. It's all about just doing something and making small little changes and making a few changes is better than doing none at all. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's how it all, that's why it really sticks because, yeah, it's just small little baby steps. Yeah, and I totally agree. I love what you've said there. And, um, yes, uh, it is, you can't change everything, like you said, but just what you can do is great. And just get your little self adjusted to each change. And um, and how you said you were wanting to see the comparison between all the straws because you want to know that, well, it really is a better product to purchase and yeah that's I'm sure many many people are on that little researching pathway and going well how do I find all this information I know where I can buy them but yeah which is the best one to be getting so exactly and the whole movement is about buying quality and it's about buying something that's going to last you a long time because you don't want to be buying a different straw a week you want to be buying one that'll last you a lifetime that's right that's right um so one of my questions was going to be to you but I think we may know now um which product in your life that you were using was the one that you went yeah I really should I need a alternative to this it's you're you were either buying it a lot or you could really see that your contribution to the amount that was being purchased could be helped and I think it might be straws it, it I think straws is second second so very oh. close oh, tell me very close I think my first one is a bamboo toothbrush Ooh. which is just so easy and so simple but if you think about it every single plastic toothbrush you've ever used I've ever used anyone who's ever used still exists on this planet it is somewhere it might be dug into the ground, it might be in landfill, it might be washed up on a beach, but it still exists somewhere. Yeah. So switching to a bamboo toothbrush was one of the first and easiest swaps I think I've had to have made because you just pop the stick once you've finished with it into the compost bin and it breaks down. Oh, fantastic. Were you already composting before you started Banish? No, I wasn't. So I started composting. I was, was living in a townhouse in the middle of inner city Sydney. So one of the things I said to myself was, oh, well, composting's just out of the, I can't do composting. I don't have a backyard. And then I did research into it and I discovered this great app called Share Waste. Yes. And what Share Waste does is it connects you with your neighbours or people in your local suburb that have a compost bin that are happy to accept some waste oh, and some food scraps. So we had just a little um, a little bin that we'd fill up every week or so, and then I'd trot off, walk around the corner to this guy who I didn't know before the app, and I'd just drop off my waste to him, which was so easy and so simple, and then it would be able to fertilize his garden and everything. So now that we've moved house, I'm able to have my own compost bin and worm farm. So now I've got people that come here in my area and drop off their waste. That oh. kind of keeps on going. Oh, fantastic. Yes, that's brilliant. And that's really um, one of the the ethos for the tiny house community. It's a communal living, like working as a community. Everyone doesn't need one of everything. We can have like a communal compost and it just works fantastic 
Exactly. And I think it's all, it's just coming back to that whole thing about kind of knowing your neighbours and getting back involved in the community. And a lot of the um, share waste hosts are the community garden. So you could start dropping your compost off at your community garden and then you might eventually get to kind of having a plot there or going to the community events. And it's kind of, yeah, it's just nice to know everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And I noticed on your uh, website that you conduct workshops on like how to so that really um someone who's like I don't know how to um I'm just scrolling now so you've got composting in tiny spaces yes Yes, I knew I saw it I was like where I'm having a little scrolly here um so yeah that's fantastic because when my mum and I started composting we were sending our compost across the road to the lady with her chooks and we felt so great about it and then she sold her house and moved and um we were like where are we gonna put all our scraps and we had a big researching mission for a couple of weeks trying to figure out what was the best solution so that's great that's great you're what did you end up doing with it we have because we're on a bit of land so um we've got one outside and it's a tumbling compost Oh, great. Yeah, we, good. we love it. And it's it's really amazing when you're not just throwing things in the bin, How when you see, oh, gosh, look how much I'm actually producing. And when you start having your own little compost and filling it up and going, oh, my Lord, that's when you really start noticing it instead of just popping the things in the bin. Exactly. Yeah. Back to Banish. How did you come up with the name Banish? Well, I'm lucky. I've got a bit of a creative genius in the family, and that's my mum. Oh. And I called. I called her the first time that I thought the first morning that I thought of this idea. And I called her, and I was on the way to the gym, and it was kind of five five o'clock in the morning because I'd been up since four, and I said I had this brainwave, but I've got this idea. I said I don't want to go to work today, and she said, "Okay, you're being a little bit ridiculous. You need <laughs> to go to work." She said, "But tell me about the idea." So I told her, and then I got a message about two hours later saying banish you just have to call it banish ban rubbish banish waste banish plastic it just works and she was just amazing yeah I love it and I love your logo the little bin it's so cute and it it's really crisp and I love it I thought oh that's a brilliant name so your mum's so clever (laughs) she is yeah oh brilliant um so when you're doing the workshops, who do you find are the main sort of people who come along? Is it a young audience or an older audience or a mix? Well, with the composting, it's more of the younger generation that I get because I think for people who are a little bit older, composting is just second nature. It's something that they've done for years and years mm. or they might have fallen out of it, but then they're picking it back up again now. So it's definitely younger with the composting, but with the plastics workshops, it's just about everybody. And it's just people who are already doing a great job who want to know more or want to learn how to talk to people who aren't doing a good job at it now, but it's also people who kind of are just interested. And a bit like me when I first started Banish, don't really know where to start. So they just want some simple tips and guides. So it's a bit of everybody, but I kind of tailor each workshop to whoever's there because I feel like it's kind of like starting a diet where you need to choose different elements of what we're doing and work our way up. And it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Oh, that's brilliant. How great. How long do your workshops usually run for? 
Um, they're less than an hour. Oh, wow. So nice and quick and just kind of, it's just really to help people get on their way and to find the resources and the tools that they know, then they can reduce their waste using those. Oh, that's fantastic. So what would be, do you have uh, top three favourite products? I know we don't like to, you've got so many and I, I'm sure you're in love with all of them. Well, actually, maybe I'll rephrase it. What are the top three products that you have started using after you started Banish? Ooh, okay. Well, aside from the toothbrush yes. and the stainless steel straw, I would have to say the shampoo and conditioner bars. Oh, yes. So these um, replace your plastic shampoo and conditioner bottles. So one bar is the equivalent to six bottles of shampoo and conditioner. Oh, my gosh. So it not only saves you a bucket load of money, but it helps save the planet as well. Um, so that's probably one of my favorite swaps. And then this one, to me, is a very new product, but to a lot of other people it isn't. I'm showing my age here. Uh-huh. And that is the safety razor. So it's an all-metal razor that you use to shave your legs or underarms or whatever, um, your face if you're a man. But for me, I'd never even heard of a safety razor before. And they are just amazing. And you just replace the blades, and the blades cost something like 25 cents each. They're so cheap. And you've got the actual razor itself for life. And I was doing an Instagram um, story the other day about them and talking about them. And my uh, one of my girlfriends messaged me and she said, oh, I showed my mum your Instagram video saying, oh, how cool is this razor? It's this funky little metal thing. Anyway, she went through this old box of her grandma's stuff and she had her razor in oh. there. So now she's using her grandma's razor. So it just shows the longevity of these products. It's just absolutely oh. amazing. Oh, what a great story. I know. Oh, that's um, fantastic. It is. It's so lovely. It kind of makes my day hearing those stories. Yeah. And then I think the third one would have to be, I'm just trying to think, I'm going to go with the silicon food covers. Mm-hmm. So these are a bit hard to explain over all over the podcast, but pretty much what they are is they're these clingy wraps that you can put you get them in either square or circular and they go over your bowls or your Tupperware containers or your lemons or tin cans or anything so they keep your they keep all of the um food nice and fresh but then they also replace cling wrap Mm -hmm. so you don't need to use plastic wrap in your kitchen and they're also leak proof so they kind of hug it so tightly that no liquids will get out i love those I love them to bits and um, we use them for um, our little puppy. My mum looks after my sister's dog and she's only tiny so she doesn't eat a whole tin of food and mum puts them over the little dog tins of food. Oh, there's such a game change. Yeah. Everyone that I've spoken to, it's like talking to the converted. They're yeah. going, yep, yep, love them, <laughs> love them to death. <laughs> yeah, they are really great. And I had um, – I had down as well to talk about the safety razor because I saw that was one of your really popular videos on YouTube. So there must be a lot of people who are like, what is this all about? Exactly. And people are really scared of them. And I was kind of scared of them as well because it's when you hear a razor blade, you kind of think of, I don't know, scary movies and <laughs> knife fights and everything. And it is scary. And yes, the razor blades themselves are sharp, but when you pop them into the razor – 
it isn't like you do nick yourself but I don't know about you I nicked myself with plastic razors all the time anyways so it's just kind of being careful but ever get so many questions about people from people asking how do I use it what is it and how do I change the blade so I just did the whole video up just so that people could look at it see it all and then and like it answers all of their questions in one go oh that's fantastic yeah you're really um very conscious of assisting everybody with each of their purchases so it's not just a purchase and they go oh no I have no idea what to do and revert back to what they were doing before you really are supporting them through the whole process yeah well that's the aim is kind of we want people to be making these transitions and we want them to make it it needs to be as easy as possible for people because I don't know I'm such a big advocate of everything I just love it and I think it's the best thing ever but I want to kind of show portray that to everybody else yeah oh you can really hear it in your voice it's so yeah it's really great that you're speaking to someone with a really great passion and enjoying life it's fantastic um just a side note uh, we use puppy mats for um our little dog do you know of any sustainable puppy mats so I've had this question before I I know I get all of these funny questions I have this kind of challenge where I'm like tell me something that you can't that you don't think I could replace and the only thing I've found up to out so far is a shower cap I'm trying to find a, a plastic free shower cap Ooh. anyway um with the puppy mat the only thing that I have found is that people have actually been there's a service I don't know the name exactly but where they deliver a square meter of turf to you every fortnight so then you can use it or you can do it monthly. It's whatever you like. So then you can put it on the balcony or in a corner somewhere and that is where the dog then goes to wee or whatever and then they actually pick it up or that you can throw it in your compost bin or do whatever when you finished with that piece of turf. That's so brilliant. That's yeah. So it's kind of specially a special little doggy wee patch. <laughs> yeah. But it's great for kind of dogs in apartments as well because if you've trained them to – I don't know, go to the toilet outside on the lawn, then you need to have an option for when you're kind of in an apartment. You don't want to then train them to kind of be on the carpet. So then using this square patch of turf is a great way. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea, isn't it? I love hearing unusual business stories because you think they obviously had a need and they've seen – Someone else has that need too, so there must be more of us, and they start servicing it. I, I just love it. I love it. So brilliant. I have to look them up, actually. Is there anything on the horizon this year for you? Do you have some big goals this year you want to hit, or you can see something in the sustainable area that's sort of um, on the cusp of becoming mainstream? Yeah, well, I think the whole um, movement itself is on the cusp of, I don't think it's, I would not call it a trend, but I think it's coming back. And I think we're coming back to our roots and we're coming back to doing what we used to. And we're, do, we're coming back to kind of reducing our waste and treating the planet as if we intended to stay. So I think that's what is the most exciting thing for me. And in terms of Banish, it's just talking to as many people as possible and getting out there and educating and teaching people people and even if it can be one small change that I can talk to somebody and then they start using a bamboo toothbrush after I've started speaking to them then my goal is done or if they can start using I don't know the mushroom bags in the fresh produce section Mm -hmm. the paper mushroom bags instead of using a plastic bag when they grab their avocado or their brussels sprouts then I think 
great. My job here is done. So I think that's the biggest thing for me with Banish is just talking to as many people as possible and helping as many people um, reduce their waste. Oh, that's brilliant, Lottie. Well, thank you for everything you're doing. You fantastic, um, great business idea, great business name, um, your workshops and everything. You've, it's really fantastic to see and I know would be helping a lot of people to make their life more sustainable and make a difference. So thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me on. I've loved it. And yeah, if anybody's got any questions, then let them know that they can just kind of DM me on Instagram. My Instagram name is at banish.com au or shoot me an email or go on the website i'm really here to help oh fantastic we'll add all the links um to the show notes and also on the facebook pages as well so i'll link everybody up to all your platforms so they can pop along to workshop buy something watch your videos yeah so fantastic fantastic and just before we started the podcast i had said that i'm going to ask for like your favorite products and then we're going to test them out and we'll catch up with you after we've tested them so i'm really looking forward to doing that as well yes Definitely. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of them all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay, Lottie, well, we'll say goodnight for now. And I really appreciate your time and all your information. It's been fantastic. So thank you. Wow, what a great episode. I would like to thank you for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. I would like to now invite you over to our exclusive Facebook group where you as our listeners will be able to interact with us, each other, see photos and additional extras that accompany each episode and be the first to know what we have coming up. If there is a particular topic you would like to hear more about or someone you think we need to interview, please drop us a line at letstalktinyhouses at gmail.com or via our Facebook group. You can find this podcast series on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please show your love by giving us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. Our show notes will be available on Podbean, along with any podcast corrections and amendments. The Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast is brought to you by myself, Christine Murphy, and my business, OCD, Organizing, Cleaning, and Decluttering Specialist, which can be found on Facebook, or through my website, ocdpro.com.au. I would like to thank all my co-hosts for their amazing contributions and Joanne Helder for editing all our audio and making us sound so fabulous. Until next week, please take care and enjoy yourself.